0: Daniel
1: <laughs> really went for it today. Smoke, pray, love. Here we are again. I really went for it on the <clears throat> volcano session today. I made you do a little extra <laughs> because I you were just like, here's this. I was like, like go ahead and finish that. Yeah. I was like,
0: I can't do, I can't do the full thing. I had to go to the dentist today <clears throat> to get two fillings at once Which, props to this dentist, they did it in like under an hour, which is very impressive. But, still miserable. One of them is in like the far back of my mouth. Anyways, if there was anything on earth that would convince me that hell exists, it would be going to the dentist. And it would convince me that hell does exist, and that it exists in that chair at the fucking dentist, because that
1: shit is the worst. I hate it. I hate it it so much. It's pretty rough, but how much of it do you think is in your head? Like, how much There's, is it just oh, getting yourself there and in the chair? And then once you're in the chair, you just assume all the dentists are going to be, like, the sure. last one that, like, really See, fucked you up so and didn't listen. Here's
0: the thing is, like, there is a good element of that. But even today, which I think is is arguably one of the better dentist experiences I've ever had. Shout out Timber Dental. It's a free plug. Uh, <laughs> one of the better nice. dentist experiences I've ever had, even then... Uh, there was probably 15 solid minutes of like extreme discomfort. Like, they had this thing rammed into my fucking jaw to keep my mouth open. There's sho- it's two people shoving four tools into my <laughs> mouth and digging around and drilling for 15 minutes straight. That 15 minutes is pure fucking hell. And that's two like really good professionals doing the best that they can. Cause I'm not on fucking laughing gas. I'm not on, I'm just there. I'm numbed up. So I don't, I don't feel them drilling, but I feel them doing everything else. I feel them gagging me. Yeah. I feel them fucking ripping the corners of my mouth open, like I'm obviously being a little dramatic here, but not really. The dentist is hell. The for dentist sure, man. Is hell for me
1: on earth. And you are correct. Even when it is someone that's really good, it's still yeah really shitty.
0: I mean, I walked away today being like, "Thank God that was a legit one," because yeah. I just didn't have
1: it in me today. To do a rough one, that's like a big win when you walk out of the dentist and Amen. and you say, "Hey, my hey, day isn't ruined." Let me give a big shout
0: out to the to the J Man for that for the good dentist trip <laughs> for Timber Dental. For no, not fuck Timber Dental. They're fine. They <laughs> fucked me up plenty. I, ho- I hope next today time they you- were good, but they've also <laughs> fucked me up plenty. That's an I just unfreed your plug, Timber Dental. How
1: about that? Um, <laughs> I hope next time you go there, they're just like. Please never say our name on your uh, <laughs> religious podcast <laughs> ever again.
0: Let's hope that never fucking happens. They just do a
1: Google search, Timber Dental. Yeah. Like, Bible Buds. What the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Harrison? Oh, is this a guy that we fucked up his crown four times in a row?
1: Could it be? <laughs> just saying. Anyways, how was, how was your week? <laughs> My week was cool, man. Got to have a getaway, little Arizona getaway from this this Portland, Oregon. Rain. Seeing
0: seeing some family, seeing the family. How is that? Family is always it can be a little weird.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm pretty grateful. I have people I like to like actually sure. hang out with for the most part. Sure. You know? So it's pretty cool in that way. Is your family?
0: Uh, how how many family members are we talking?
1: Uh, this was. My mom and stepdad, grandma, grandpa, stepsister, and her husband. Okay. So, you know, six people. Not an insane amount. but Right.
0: But enough to make it
1: Yeah, something. To make it something.
0: But I don't know. It, it went are, by fast. Are, are these folks
1: big drinkers? Because that's when it gets real dramatic. Um, you know, I would say some of them are. But uh I don't feel like it usually gets shitty or dramatic. They seem to have it under control. Yeah, my grandparents can really handle the wine. Sure. And wine's a good mother to alcohol, be drinking all night. Like Yeah. Like my my grandpa can he can really do the thing, you know? But I don't know. Your fight on grandpa? My fight on grandpa? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, the USC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot you have that kinship with my grandfather. I have a <laughs>
0: weird grandfaloon with your grandfather yeah. because
1: you saw that USC we flag to- flying in the window. That's right.
0: I did. Yeah. <laughs> we, and if I saw him walking around town with a USC hat, I'd be like, fight on, bro.
1: It's it's just uh, it's funny for the, I don't know. He's just like someone that would never put... A sticker on a car or something, you know, do anything.
0: But he'll fly the flag? But he'll
1: fly the the most intense version.
0: That's literally where the term (laughs) comes from,
1: (laughs) flying the flag. So ridiculous. So family time was solid, man. Family time was solid. I'm like very fortunate also that I have grandparents that are fairly young. Like they're in their early 80s, but they're both very active people doing the thing still. Sure. Um, Yeah, that's cool. Which is pretty rad. They're like very fun people to hang around with. I spent a lot of time playing like cards or Rummy tiles with my grandma while she was there, and she's still super sharp with all of it and still a shark with it. Like you can't be, you can't ease up on grandma with the the card playing and stuff. So that's like a lot of fun and stuff that I did with her since I was a super young kid. So, that shit's super fun, and yeah, my grandpa's still funny, or he thinks he's very funny. Sure,
0: and not racist, or a little (laughs) bit?
1: No, no, no racism, which is, like, pretty cool, you know?
0: Yeah, fight the fuck on, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can't say that I have that with my, I only have one grandparent left, and she's a, a sweetie, but she's, you know, she struggles. I remember the last gathering, she was, like, just posted in the corner for quite a while by herself. (laughs) I remember just thinking like, dude, if that's old age, someone just (laughs) fucking, come on, bring the morphine and let's like have a little party and end it. Let's go. What the fuck am I doing? I'm just sitting in the corner by myself. That's amazing. But also, I don't know, the kingdom of heaven, right? I mean, maybe in old age, you're just like, I'm just happy to be here as an observer and just witness life because it is just a beautiful thing, you know? Like, I'm slapping all kinds of my own weird young man judgments on her shit. I have no idea what the fuck her experience is like. I don't think, maybe she doesn't feel lonely over there at all. Yeah. Maybe she felt, she created this entire experience. It came from her life. This is all her daughters and their families that they created and their, and yeah. That shit's wild,
1: man. Like, just life paths and how you create things like that sure like you create somebody else's life as a, sure. as a woman a yeah she's
0: created a huge web i mean she had four kids and all of those families had four or more kids all those little gods
1: shaping up the world yeah um the best part of my vacation though this little adventure out to Arizona is just that I've like completely fallen in love with the desert since our adventure to Joshua tree. Mm-hmm. I've just never thought I was going to be somebody that appreciated the desert like that. But now something, every, something every about time, it dude, it's so calming. It's so fucking quiet.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's because it's very dead.
1: It's just so different than. I think dead was the word you're looking for. Yeah, it's, it's dead. dead.
0: Well, and dead is very different compared to where we live, which is teeming with life.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man, just to be able to stand out in an area and see for miles and miles and miles yeah. of just desert and stars.
0: Yeah. It feels like, it's like the bottom of a dry ocean.
1: Yeah, dude, and these cool mountain ranges, though, that that are in there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, which is like way different than here, where you can't see that far in front of you because there's just so many goddamn trees. Fucking <laughs> <Putting> trees <laughs> in <the> way. Again. <laughs> But, yeah, dude, the desert, I love it. I don't know. I just feel incredibly, like, relaxed for the yeah. most part in that environment. So.
0: You know, the not to bring mushrooms up again, but it will be a common theme throughout <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> um, I just got to say that, like, I've only done desert mushrooms, like, once, hardcore. I, that was with you. Um, and the last few like big trips I had done were in somewhere like very lush and beautiful and green. And I I had a very interesting trip. It was such a stark contrast to the other ones. The one in the desert was very, um, I feel like the lessons that I was learning, like the wisdom that was being passed to me was harsh wisdom. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was like, I remember one lesson was like, yo, your life is just going to be one endless circle. Just repeating itself over and over. There's nothing you can do about it. The only thing you can do is occasionally you'll be able to find ways to step out of the circle. But you're always going to have to go back in. But it was beautiful at the time. It was just like but you still can step out. You, you get to step out and you can step out more and more like as time goes on maybe and maybe you break out of it completely but my lesson in that moment was like you're in the fucking circle you're not stepping out anytime soon <laughs> like first like for a long time you'll be able to step out here and there but for now like basically you're in the rat race like yeah that's your that's your trip for for now yeah man that should that that's heavy it's heavy that's but a- it's also good advice to just be like fucking just be where you're at Live your life where it's at. I mean, for sure, make conscious choices for sure. But at the same time, like, you know, the pipe dream of like, maybe I should just like, move to Tibet and be a monk. It's like, I mean, maybe, maybe that's your thing. Probably not. Right. Probably not. Probably you need to find a way to be a monk just here, like where you're at. Right. Because whatever's over there, like, you're not gonna find anything over there that you that you couldn't find over here.
1: Yeah, it's a grasses screen on the other for side sure. thing for yeah. sure but yeah man that that was the most intense experience for me was that mushroom trip that was like the first time i really i don't know it was maybe like my fourth or fifth time going like really deep sure and i was just so much more comfortable with the entire process of it and kind of just like letting it do its thing for the first time fully. I felt like
0: sure, yeah, you you have like, to surrender. You had to surrender a yeah. little bit.
1: And uh, yeah, it was it was just kind of fun being out with some people that had never done it before. Because I was that person, you sure. know, not too long, like not that long ago. I it was it was my first time out at the campground, you know, right. tripping heavy doing the four grams yeah
0: having a moment of being like we can just be out here
1: yeah dude <laughs> having that <laughs> having that absolutely and yeah. then and then but i don't know getting to observe somebody else's first experience or somebody else's experiences in general mm-hmm. and just with the the group we had it was it was just another one of those groups of people that w- everybody was doing it pretty intentfully, you know there was, sure
0: wasn't a lot of like, oh, let's just, we're trying to get silly. Yeah. I find, though, with the psychedelics, most people that I know require a few go-rounds before they have like a, yeah, like a life-changing one. Yeah. Sometimes that happens on the first one, but the first one can just be so disorienting. The experience is so different than anything you've ever had that yeah it's hard to really i mean you just need some framework of like the space that you're entering uh so that next time you go back you know how to navigate a little bit because it is so intense and different and you're i mean my sober mind can like think of like what is it like to be like kind of drunk what is it like to be kind of stoned like i can kind of imagine it right my (laughs) sober mind can't grasp what it's like to be high on mushrooms it can't i mean i can sort i can sort of remember like a vague dream but the the profoundness of it is completely gone and lost and it's so heavy and profound sometimes like at its deepest levels that i I think to get to that you have to navigate the space a little bit because before you get to the profundity it's just it feels a little more like chaos and um yeah, a lot of uncertainty around like what the fuck is going on.
1: Yeah, and the transformation back, if it's even going to occur, like that first time. Sure, and that, that becomes like, like that. a common thing. Yeah, even when it's not your first right. time, it changes you having these so moments. much. It changes you so
0: much that a common experience is that you think, "I will never be the same again," because I am. So, and that's freaky. That's a bad thing when you think that usually. Right. It's like, I'll never come back from this. And right now, I'm feeling insane.
1: For sure. Yeah. And that's like, that's the death of the ego stuff. Right. Too, right there, where it's, it's just hard. Like, hey. Hard work. You are maybe going to feel a little different, maybe have a different view on some things after this sure. experience, you know? Sure. So you're kind of shedding skin. Right.
0: You're always going to, yeah, hopefully you will change a little bit for the better. I mean, you're always going to come back down. Right. I think from mushrooms. I don't know if anyone that had, I mean, I maybe hope so. Way, way too much, but.
1: Uh, that's yeah. always the plan, is to come back down.
0: <laughs> that is the plan. That's in the, yeah, it's in the blueprint. Um, cool, man. Yeah, well, my week was, uh, it was pretty bad. It was bad? Yeah, but not for any reason. Uh, nothing happened. The worst thing that happened probably was going to the dentist today. And I feel much better yeah. as of uh, as of yesterday. But, um, yeah, I just had a bad, low, depressed week. And the weather was super nice here in Portland, which is, like, rare for late February. Yeah. And, yeah, I just was super low. I, d- I think it doesn't help that I w- wasn't going to the gym. But I had this revelation. And it's just fun. I mean, I think maybe it's because we've just been talking about it so much. But... I did have this revelation like as I started to come out of it of like, oh, man, that lowness. I mean, things with things with work have not been going great. So I think that's added a layer, but it's not enough to account for how low I was feeling. Yeah. And it's like that lowness is just your lens being so clouded. Because when I started to snap out of it, I was like, nothing has actually changed. My life is exactly the same but i'm now i'm seeing i'm seeing these other aspects of it that i couldn't see before for some reason i couldn't have gratitude for this thing for some reason i couldn't appreciate the fact that i have a healthy body for some reason i couldn't appreciate like whatever so life had just lost its like richness and when that happens is when i get like super depressed i mean i just am numb to everything you know but it's that it's that idea that idea helped me pull me out of it of like you don't actually have to change make big changes in your life. You just got to re you got to see it differently. You got to see it differently. Yeah. Yeah. The whole game. But in order to see it differently, I realized like the thing I'd been neglecting and this is ultimately what helped pull me out is I was like I hadn't been to the gym for a couple weeks. It's no coincidence that after a week of not going to the gym, I got real fucking weird and down and then i finally dragged myself over got a good sweat in and like yeah i feel i'm i'm still a little down
1: but i feel way better i don't feel nearly as like fogged up for sure i i definitely that that stuff aligns with me like if, if i'm going to the gym consistently or working Just out exercise consistently of any kind it, it tremendously helps my mental for sure it makes the biggest difference even i don't know if i go into the gym thinking about something and i spend an hour like going hard working out and maybe thinking about it subconsciously a little bit but also just like digging into this workout and you know yeah putting on some like some heavy music and just fucking leaning into it by the end of it i just yeah it's the clarity it's like removing the little, the dust from the lens yeah, a little bit. For sure. Cleaning it up a little bit. It's yeah. just yeah. It all fucking works together somehow.
0: Yeah. And I feel like removing the dust from the lens is it's not like it's not so that you can see more. It's actually so that you can see less. I feel like the the foggy lens is like you just see all this bullshit. And the clear lens is like no, you just see, like, the few things that are super sharp that are, like, really good. Kind of what's, like, just right kind in of focus- front of you. Yeah, you just focus on, like, the fact, yeah, kind of the in-the-moment thing of just, like, no, nah, man, this is really good. Like, I'm enjoying hanging out with this person right now. This is the only thing I need to be thinking about. This is the only place I need to be. It's just in this moment, doing this. This is great. Everything else, whatever. Whatever. Like, yeah. we'll deal with it when it comes, if it comes. Right. You and I could get a fucking <laughs> bomb dropped out on us right now. Like, so why not just be right now in this moment? Um, and That, for me, that's the lens. The lens, like, snaps things to clarity, but it it cleans everything up yeah. so much, you know? It's so much, the fogginess is, is being bombarded with, like, a million different random Whatever things that just add up to, like, a, a basically a messy pile of laundry that you can't face in the corner of your yeah.
1: fucking room. Yeah. You're just making up scenarios in your head and playing those out. Things that aren't even sure. happening or We're just probably ever going to happen.
0: <laughs> focusing on super negative shit or whatever.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that's definitely like one of those times where I'll, where I'll start digging into guilt. My own personal guilt mm-hmm. when you get into that, that yeah, cloudiness. That's, that's not good. <clears throat> and guilt comes up at the end of this, uh, <laughs> Don't this like story. That. I'll tell you what. Uh, Judas experiences <laughs> the, the wrath of guilt towards the end of this thing. Oh, Judas. Um,
0: yeah. Yes, he does.
1: But yeah, man. <clears throat> to wrap up the uh, whatever this introduction is before we dig into this thing. But that is... I'm I'm going to play hockey tonight. We were talking about that earlier of just me going to play hockey at eleven PM on a Wednesday night when I have to go to work the next day. It's actually a Tuesday. Whatever day it is. Uh but I always kind of get those same reactions of You're gonna go play a hockey at eleven PM or five AM or six you know, it's like sure. a lot of times it's these off hours and it, it's just because it's it's like the nothing exists to me outside of those four walls while it's happening dude right and that's and I, a magical feeling and i think it's because it's a uh, like hockey is usually played in this indoor arena and especially in a very small like recreational youth hockey arena it's very small and confined so it's just i don't know it just feels like nothing exists while i'm inside of there so for like 3 hours of my day i'm worrying about nothing but what's happening sure on the ice or whatever sure you know and there's still like a mental part of it where you can overthink even that yeah and not let yeah, the game yeah, come yeah. to you but you start thinking about what could happen and whatnot right you, there's like that whole balance of it but right but when you're in the flow is when nothing daniel over dude. here gets 80 saves yeah in night. Dude, nothing better like i and that's yeah that's like the the ultimate flow state and i would like love to yeah, do it's that an amazing thing to tap into. i'd love to do that like three or four times a week instead of just twice sure but, you know the exercising mm-hmm. is still like twice is great though twice is killer it's so fun. great exercise
0: um where did we end up i feel like we're on chapter
1: 23 to start you are correct we ended up with uh with people being grinded into a powder at the end of 22 i believe yeah it sounds about right um, We're talking about the Bible, right? Talking about the Bible. <laughs> Grounded the in powder?
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so I went down a sort of insane rabbit hole today. Um, just on Reddit, I saw this post about how a lot of like the earliest um, artwork on Christian sarcophaguses w- depicted jesus doing the the his healing miracles but he he has a wand what like harry potter yeah he has a wand which is culturally is like that shit is old that goes way back to like ancient egypt for like old school magicians what like that's where it comes from yeah so he has a wand uh in all the early shit and like so i just went down this insane rabbit hole and you found um, these things no, I wouldn't say I found a goddamn thing. And just to reiterate for anyone who's actually still listening with that's on this episode, um, I don't know a goddamn thing. I am just like you, a fucking idiot with a computer who can Google whatever the fuck they want. Like, that's all this is. Who likes Reddit. But, yeah, and I love Reddit. But, um, yeah, it was just funny that, like, Jesus did, you know, historically, potentially— what if he did actually perform these miracles? And there were, like, historical dissenters saying, like, yeah, so what? Like, he's just, a ma- he's just another magician. Because there were, like, magicians at the time. Right. And I think this could be, like, there could be some psychology of belief stuff in here. You know, the, not a lot was known about biology. So it could just be Jesus being, like, you are healed and someone being, like, you know, we have this today in crazy, weird, like, Churches speaking in tongues, and someone coming up and being like, You shall walk, and it's some kind of fraud, whatever, you know. So, we don't fucking know. But, um, it's just interesting that. So, then I was, I just was like, Well, where did, where would Jesus have learned the magic? If that's a thing that exists and, and did exist or whatever. And I went down this long rabbit hole of like Jesus's lost years and like all the time that he spent. With the Egyptians at the mystery schools, like, learning all this shit and, like, all the time he spent, yeah, in, like, Greece, like, learning and, like, yeah, it just, it got fucking wild. We'll get into it at another time, but (laughs) it was a fun rabbit hole, and I met some real characters. I met some real online characters that I, I really enjoyed. Just, just people that just people that are like writing about this type t- of stuff, and more like speak. Well, some some writing, yeah. Okay. Found, there's like tons of books on this, um, and some people that are speaking about it on YouTube, who are clearly characters, um, like some Graham
1: Hancock's talking about this stuff.
0: Sort of, yeah, sort of less l- like less legit, but yeah. <laughs> but dude, there was one lady like I watched her little like thirty minute introduction video just like while I was working sending emails. And then she had, like, a whole, like, eight-part series that she was charging for. And I was like, I wonder what she's charging. What do you think she was charging for her eight-part video series? Like, the series of lessons of, like, all the secret knowledge of Jesus and his hidden history. And what he did after he died. Like, how he went to all of these other places. And, like, what do you think she was charging for that? Do you buy the whole series? It's just a one thing. Yeah, you Mm. can't just buy, like, a chapter. You, You do, like, the intro and then you get, like... Seven modules. I'm gonna go with 44.99. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> what? If it was 44.99, I might have done it just, <laughs> just to like fucking see. so we could we could have done episodes but it was, on that. Yeah, but it was two hundred dollars. We should get a like, GoFundMe. You're get fucked. Get fucked. Two hundred dollars.
1: We should crowdfund that so that we can we can do, like. A podcast. It's, episode it's interesting shit,
0: it. but <laughs> it's out there for sure. Um, <laughs> but what was interesting though, also just researching like the the kind of historical context of like the the magic and the wizardry and the wand and all the healing that Jesus does, which is like basically all we've been talking about is like how Jesus heals people. He feeds There's them. He heals th- them. That's that's this whole story so far, and it's like, yeah, dude, two thousand years ago, like life was shit. And there was no real medicine, and there was very little understanding of, like, afflictions, right? Like, there was some understanding of the human body, but when someone got really sick, like, people didn't know. There was no way to fucking handle that. Even something like the common cold, it's like the best you can do is just, like, drink water, lay down, rest, you know? Maybe that was the best wisdom of the time. They didn't have medicine to, like, reduce your fever, they couldn't, like, that's, that's magic. We right. have magic now. Ibuprofen is fucking magic. If literally, you are swelling and feverish and it takes it down. It's crazy. We actually have it. So, yeah, at the time, like, any, yeah, it just was a thing. It was a common thing. Um, These magicians kind of coming around, they were, like, sort of the doctors. Which is interesting because it's just like, yeah, dude, people, I mean, even right now, like, great example fucking coronavirus it's 2020 people are dying people are dying not that many but still everyone is losing their goddamn mind and looking for some kind of fucking savior so right. if jesus came back right jesus this would be a great time to come back to the pacific northwest
1: right or anywhere come yeah. on back i heard those masks are bullshit i heard that today about how the how how people are they're they're saying like the medical officials are oh, just yeah, saying they don't work they're like hey please stop buying those these are meant for people that actually need them and they're yeah, not doing we, anything to defend yeah, your corona they don't help you
0: and they save our lives please stop <laughs> i read something on that too
1: very funny um not the coronavirus that's not super funny no but yeah it's pretty wild like you're saying you know like we have that now with with things like that so much modern medicine
0: is like an actual it is it's magic
1: and I mean, the, people, the fucking
0: iphone that's sitting on my lap right now is fucking magic our whole world is filled with crazy magic right now and yeah i think people back then you know especially in the medical realm like they were looking for anything that was going to help like f-
1: aid their afflictions yeah and i mean to some degree, some of those people that are doing those procedures are doing magic. For
0: sure. Like, for sure. But I just got to think about how, like, I mean, I don't get sick that often, but I do get sick. And I I have every creature fucking comfort that you could possibly imagine, all the way up to hand sanitizer. Like, you know? I have all right. this shit to help, like, everything I could possibly need to keep me healthy, and I still get sick sometimes, so imagine 2,000 years ago, just being a fucking peasant living in a hut, like, the fuck, yeah, you're just sick all the time, like, pe- that's why, yeah, people died all the t- kids died all the fucking time, that's why so much of the Bible is, like, people being like, oh, my daughter's sick, like, I bet in so many cases we're talking about like your young ass daughter, right? Your three year old is super because their immune system isn't strong enough to handle the fucking common cold. It's too it's too much. We can't bring their fever down. They're just gonna die of a high fever. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it was a harsh world. It was a harsh world. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> a lot of people dying of starvation not yeah. that that's not yeah. happening now but For that's sure like, but that's, that's part of the feeding stories like, yeah. yeah but that's happening now A lot of, like people I are just, starving
0: i i br- i bring all this up because uh i heard someone say this past week something about how like art like what is art without its context and also like maybe art just is the context like it just illuminates the context um and I think specifically for the Bible, like, I don't know, that's, like, an important thing to consider. It's, like, you have to consider, like, if you think of even just, like, comedy and how much comedy has evolved in the last 30 years, like, 1980s, 1990s comedy compared to today. There's yeah. so much shit that was said back then that if you tried to say, like, at the Comedy Cellar or whatever today, people would be like, what the, f-? dude, what the fuck? That's not funny. Yeah. The context has changed, and that's like, and we're talking decades. Well,
1: especially when you dig into stuff that has reference to modern day culture, right? Like if you're making jokes in the '70s or the, like in the '90s about something that's happening then, right, it's just completely irrelevant.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. They were making jokes about shit that was relevant back then that is right. now no longer relevant. So, like, how much of this? two thousand years ago was so relevant back then that today
1: we're kind of like huh well yeah absolutely that this is why it's crazy that we just still have this book right (laughs) like base that people are basing so much off of sure but some of it
0: is relevant right because like people don't want to get sick and die and like here we are two thousand years later coronavirus is barreling down on our country and people are like oh fuck I better go get all the hand sanitizer and fucking toilet paper and extra water from Fred Meyer that I can, you know? Yeah. Like, there is, there's, I've experienced some real panic. My office is in a panic. They're handing out all kinds of, like, disinfectant wipes, telling people you got to wash your hands 25 times a day. Like, all this crazy shit.
1: We're all just going to destroy each other's immune systems with this shit, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. It's wild. It's wild. Anyways.
1: But. Also, it's it's another one of those things of it's whatever you want to pull from it, you know, uh, like as you speaking to the relevance of it. Still, it's like it's like whatever you can make connections with out of it, like
0: right. There is whatever you pull out of the experience. In reading this. Coming back to the Bible for the first time in a long time, there is, there are, there have been moments where I'm like, this is like a timeless, this feels like a timeless teaching, you know, and, and Jesus tying it to something like death, illness, whatever, physical affliction, I think in particular, like your body, right? Your body's so fragile. So to tie a parable to that, like it's timeless because as long as bodies exist, you know, before we go fucking digital with our consciousness or whatever the fuck's going to (laughs) happen. I don't know. This next 50 years could get real weird. But for right now, 2,000 years later, like, a lot of that shit is still relevant. That parable is still kind of relevant, which is kind of amazing. Just speaks to the kind of, yeah, this common human experience.
1: Yeah. I just also, yeah, I just think it's important to, like, recognize that it's, it's some really old shit. Like you're saying, it's, like different context now
0: like totally some people context, just like take everything. it word for word that was one thing i was trying to ah oh, we'll get into it later well t- when we talk about the resurrection okay there was some funny shit that i came up with the resurrection <laughs> i hope we get there well let's try yeah i mean let's should, try to finish. Should we dig in let's dig so in, the in the last like part of Matthew's book today
1: me too mostly because the end is like like you said previous episodes we know what happens we and all know where this is I going, feel like a lot and of we're going to need to talk about that. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the excitement has already happened, you know? Like the peak, we're sure. talking about him peaking, well, and I feel like that continues this in 23. Is, this yes, is like,
0: that's what's happening. He's peaking on so his mushrooms. Is a, this
1: is a good good and chapter a, in, to dig in. In
0: 23, verse 8, just, so, just to jump right to it, uh, Jesus says, But you are not to be called rabbi, for you only... For you have only one master and you are all brothers. I do not call anyone on earth father, blah, blah, blah. He's like really starting I feel like he was he was speaking in parables, talking shit about the Pharisees, and now he's just calling them out directly. Yeah. He's just saying it directly to their face. Like, you guys are like really Y'all are shitty. fucked. Y'all are fucked. And this is again like this next part is when he starts to get into the whole like, you know, you clean the outside of your cups, but the insides are full of bullshit. Like, you know, you clean the outside of your temple, but like you're te- he's you just going heavy on all that shit. He really lays into them. And like, I think, uh, yeah, it's just interesting to note that like, this is why Jesus dies. This is why Jesus gets crucified. Cause he calls everybody out on their bullshit. Cause he's calling out powerful fucking people and powerful structures And he's being like, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Yeah. And it's just so funny because it's just like not what I was taught. What I was taught is like Jesus, Jesus was full of love and lived a perfect life as a man. And like the Pharisees. And the Romans, they didn't like it because he was teaching love and kindness and compassion to the right. people. And so then they decided to crucify him. It's like, no, they crucified him because he was, like, leading he a fucking rebellion. Yeah, dude. If they didn't crucify him, he was about to fucking change that whole region, like, heavy, you know? So, yeah, just super interesting to see him, like, even in this in this recounting of, like, what he's saying, he's clearly, like... He's ramping it up. Yeah, man. He's feeling, he's peeking on the mushrooms. He and kicks in early it.
1: with it when he's just like, so you, in uh, verse three, so you must obey them and do everything they tell you, but do not what they do for they do not practice what they preach. And I have a, I have a parallel saying for that. Ooh. And it comes from the, the great, uh, <clears throat> sorry, dude, the volcano really got to my throat for this one. Well, I really. hope
0: you're not fucked for the hockey, but no, tell me I'm, your parallel I'm, saying, <laughs>
1: um, the great Billy Joel Armstrong from Green Day, okay. Walking Contradiction, the first lines of that that uh, that song are, uh, I have it here. It's, uh, do as I say, not as I do, because the shit's so deep, you can't run away. I beg to differ on the contrary. I agree with every word that you say. Talk is cheap, and lies are expensive. My wallet is fat, and so is my head.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> Fucking Billy. Really Joel. D- really
1: really uh really dug deep for some some I don't know. That line from Gre- <laughs> I just know that song cuz I listened to that record so yeah. many times growing up. But uh I, I was I feel like that had to have like come from that saying in some ways like sure. to kick that off. Yeah, and I just thought it was ridiculous. I don't think it's profound or anything. No, I just thought it was like a really funny. Well,
0: it's it's obviously the, an interesting nod to the <laughs> to the Bible. Um, yeah. So I mean, this this Aren't whole twenty three derailed everything for that. <laughs> no, you didn't derail shit. Just kidding. This whole this whole twenty three chapter though is like Jesus kind of laying into the Pharisees, right? He's he's woe to you for this, woe to you for that. Um, telling them like, you know, you clean the inside of your cups, (laughs) but the outsides. No, you clean the outside of your cups, but the insides remain dirty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's really, he's laying in, uh, he's going, he goes hard. He, uh, he just basically lets them know that they're completely fucking up the message of the whole thing.
0: I do like this one, verse 2310. And this is in the middle of him talking shit about the Pharisees. He says, uh, Nor are you to be called teacher, for you have one teacher, the Christ. And, yeah, again, to go back to this more, like, kind of mystical understanding of the Christ, at least how I interpret it, it's like, yeah, the only teacher is you. Like, you're only going to be able to be taught what you already know. So, like, you might have a mentor that helps illuminate things that you already knew within yourself but like you can't yeah there are no teachers and anybody who thinks that they can like truly teach someone like in the in the deep sense of like how to live a meaningful life or whatever um obviously i can teach someone how to play guitar but yeah anyone who thinks they can do that is like kind of full of shit because you can't you can't everyone has to just everyone's on their own little on their own little trip?
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's got that chunk also, just about how how they're all doing everything just to be seen with all their like flashy clothing yeah, and for sure. And
0: yeah, and you talking about twenty three through twenty five?
1: Um, actually, like back on five. Um, everything they do is uh is done for men to see. They make their um. Right. Flactories with wide widen the tassels on their garments long and right. stuff like that. He's just saying like Yeah. Yeah, you guys are just you're just here to be seen to to look like holy people and you're not For sure. You're not fucking holy people. Yeah, and, and he's
0: doing the same shit twenty three through twenty five. He's he's like, you know, What are you Pharisees, uh hypocrites? You give a tenth of your spices. That's Mint, word. dill, cumin. <laughs> Look at how they spell it, though. Of course, he's pronounced cumin. Oh, the yeah. That um, makes more sense. For Just for some quick context, quick aside. Yeah, Dan, if you didn't listen to episode four. Daniel here was listening <laughs> to the gospel uh, via YouTube, reenacted via some PBS <laughs> bullshit in like the 1980s. Dude, I have and some gripes. The about. way that this dude pronounces this, and I, he's probably doing the NSV, which is what we're reading, and he's like, Mint, dill, and coming. <laughs> and he says it like so seriously and with such fervor. But it is spelled C U M M I N, which I don't, that's not how I think human is spelled in no, the I English th- language. I <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, if you think we're wrong, email us BibleBloodsPDX at gmail.com. Um, but so he goes on to say, but like you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Like he's really, he's getting into specifics now of like, yeah, you guys wear your fancy clothes, you do your little donations, but like you don't what good do you actually do in the world?
1: Yeah. Fucking nothing. Yeah. And he tells them that they don't give a fair shake to the people that are trying to do it, even though they're neglecting themselves from the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. They're fucking yeah. keeping everybody else out too. Yeah. And he goes on. Uh, this is like eight paragraphs of Woe to You Pharisees. Yeah, man. He goes into say the uh the part where he says uh you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Love it's that just like one. yo, you are missing the big picture. Yeah, this is of the same thing, thing as
0: you know, plank in your brother's eye or er, uh, speck in your brother's eye, but fail to see the plank in your own. But it's like a more intense version, Nat
1: versus Camel. Yeah. Um They don't really have anything else except for
0: He's just laying in. Yeah. He's laying in to the Pharisees, he's laying in to the people. He's, he's kind of pleading. He's, like, making... It's just, it's starting to get a little political. It's kind of his final... He's he's questioning thing. the power structures, and he's getting a little political, his and he's finally, making a yeah. plea... His final to public Jerusalem fucking... Saying, like, hey, don't fucking stand for this shit, you Cause, know?
1: Because everything else that happens is more just between him and the disciples, as far as him speaking. Isn't, yeah. like, do a whole lot of speaking to the, the people after this, but... Yeah, I don't know. And then in in verse 37, he starts kind of speaking to uh the oneness of everything and and sure. uh, how like how he longed for every everything to be together and now everything is left super desolate and uh I don't know. But also
0: like leaving a little bit of promise maybe. Um Saying, I think him saying, like, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Um, It's just being like, yeah, I mean, eventually, one day, or maybe one lifetime, or however you want to spin it, like, maybe you will, like, wake up to it.
1: But it's not right now, baby. And you're never going to know when it's coming, apparently. We're going to talk about that soon. No. That you never know when it's coming. But, I don't know. Why do you think the idea of, or, like, the attitude of oneness is so unachievable? Like, to make that universally the thing. That we all just, like, click in and get it.
0: Like, why do you think it's so difficult for everyone to just tap into that?
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know. Dude, I mean, I think that's, we're going to get into it, but I think that's the whole fucking dying on the cross and resurrecting thing. It's the journey of like killing your ego and raise, rising to something new. And the thing that is getting in the way of you seeing your oneness is your fucking ego that attaches to different identities and groups and belief systems and all of these things that prevent you from just being. Being able to like just fucking be everything that just kind of like
1: plays into the divide,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's part of the human play. I mean, I think like the whole uh, I think every mythological hero's journey and like every religion. I mean, I'm a firm believer in from a spiritual perspective of like all paths lead to the top of the mountain, right? Type deal. Um, and I think the top of the mountain is uh yeah ego death and oneness with god and maybe not in this life like maybe that's something that you tap in and out of because i don't think that you can like exist in society on that plane in any society i mean you would just be like sitting there with your eyes closed like blissed out so what the fuck you know why be a part of this life i think you can tap into that though and i think um the people that are super tapped into that, but they realize is like, oh, I gotta, I gotta dip my toes into it, and then like, I think this is part of going back to that mushroom teaching of like, you're in the circle, you can, you can dip out and then you come back in. Like, I think I had multiple layers. One is like the circle of my life, like my little rat race, like dip out and then come back in, but also like the bigger circle of life, and you dip out and come back in, and then like the even bigger circle, and I think. Uh, the best spiritual teachers are people who are like they're still in the circle of life right like they're still fucking here like being hungry every day you know they're just another they human gotta take being. a shit there's another human being but they go they tap out of the circle for a while and they come back and they have something to say um and i think that's that's maybe like part of the point um i don't know that was a very like stoned stoned ramp but yeah i just think um it is interesting i sorry this is a very stoned thought but i have to say it it is interesting that like if you did reach some kind of like god level fucking con- transcendence whatever um like would could you just like not eat and shit and just like sit on a fucking rock for 70 years I mean, scientifically, like, obviously they would say no. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I've, I've seen, I've seen some weird shit out there. There are some anomalies. There are. <laughs> that, that one seems. there are some medical anomalies, anomalies out there of people who have like not taken, like not had anything to eat for like 10 years and doctors are like, how are you still
1: alive? Uh, send us your emails <laughs> again just a
0: guy with an act with access to a web browser <laughs> just want to reiterate that i've read things on the internet and i know most of them are not true but i'm just that i have read that yeah and it seemed kind of true
1: yeah it's interesting just the whole the oneness of and also everybody having it click in at different times, like we talked about last week, of just, like, finding your place in line, kind of. And it right. doesn't always happen. Yeah, it has to, come to, people, it has to I, come to you. At the same time for people, and I guess that also maybe speaks to it's not really about it happening for everyone else at the same time. It's just about it happening for you in some ways and your, sure. like, relationship with it.
0: Yeah, which goes back to the whole, like, don't judge others like, just focus on your own fucking journey. It's not that you... It's not that others don't deserve to be judged, but, like, there are, they're being judged by themselves. Right. So just focus on your own shit.
1: Their own shadow person Christ. Yeah.
0: Their own shadow fucking whatever is, like, shadow beating... Christ. Is, is beating them to shit.
1: <laughs> so you don't need to do it. Yeah. You don't need to do it. And just, like, this idea of perfect harmony and everybody clicking in at the same time is is probably yeah, it's like not going to happen. Yeah, this
0: whole Age of Aquarius idea. So yeah where everyone just becomes enlightened all at once. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't met my neighbor yet.
1: (laughs) They believe in fairies. Fairies. One time one time somebody tried to tell me that um Every time you lose something, it's not because you misplaced it, it's because a fairy, a fairy came stole it and stole it and put it somewhere else. And they were like looking me dead in the eye, looking at me like very right. with like conviction, you know. That person also told me they couldn't smoke weed because they see the real the real person like in front of them that they turn into things. Like snakes. And <laughs> just all kinds of wild. Who was this person? A four year old? No, it was it was like a m- mid twenties grown person, sort to of some grown, degree, sort of. You know, grown. they were older than me at that time. Okay.
0: And, when I was a kid, like if fun. I was like eight years old, and you told me, like, dude, honestly, like if an adult told me, honestly, every single time you lose a sock, it's a fairy. I would have, I would have believed it. Hook, line, <laughs> sinker. That's a great story to tell, but
1: Sprit. like not super cool when I'm 19 or 20 and you're telling me this as like, so a you didn't believe them. No, no. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I chose not to. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't ready to go to the banquet that day. <laughs> I wasn't dressed. You were invited, but you weren't probably. <laughs> yeah, I didn't dressed. have my jester my jester costume. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well let's get into chapter twenty twenty four, I guess. Yeah. Um I don't know. This is I think my my uh note here was like this is when Jesus's mushroom trip takes the most extreme turn. Like he was already peaking and then it just like he's at his peak and then it turns on him and this whole section is called Signs of the End of the Age and uh, he's just he's losing it a little bit he's losing it uh, I do have I do have a what the fuck King James on this verse number nine let's hear it let's hear it so just to give a little bit of context Jesus is talking about like you know, watching out for those who will deceive uh, deceive you to, to claim that they are the Christ or to claim that they know something and you're going to hear of, of wars and like rumors of wars and, you know, maybe that will happen, whatever. But like the bottom line is like shit will get fucked and earthquakes will happen and like whatever. Like all of this is, be- is the beginning of the birth pain. So we're like we're in it. And then it goes to verse 9. And the, and the King James version is, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye ye shall be hated of all nations for my namesake. And I mean, as like, from like a regular Christian perspective, I'm just like, cool, I'm out then I'm out. Yeah. Like as a (laughs) follower, if I'm just going to get fucking murked. For be you know <laughs> you're telling me right now you're putting it on the sticky note that i get murked for saying that i follow you so i'm i'm bound what the fuck you it's,
1: it's a pretty rough one it's a pretty rough one um
0: but this whole section is kind of wild though i don't know, do you have any notes on like this this verse chapter 24 section th- of just like him kind of really going off on I on do, one of his last little
1: rants. Um, I mean, just I have something on like verse five, where where he talks about the um, for many will come in my name, claiming that I am the Christ, mm-hmm. and being deceiving. And I think that's all part of like being consumed by the darkness of like what he kind of digs into.
0: Oh shit! Like just as uh as an internal thing, like many things will come to you saying like, "Yo, rock climbing is the answer. Get <laughs> really deep into rock climbing, and it's gonna fix all of your problems." Well, it's
1: like it's it's that it's um, yeah. I mean, I I th- I think that very much becomes like a real thing with with heavy drug addiction, or any oh, addiction yeah. in general. Um, especially people speaking to things like like heroin and stuff like stories i've heard from addicts like talking about how it controls your mind and whatnot but yeah but also um yeah i think like people can also be that as well sure you know and people can kind of like like you were saying just you know those people that say they have the answers or like the gateways to happiness and stuff like it's easy to like follow people down the wrong path and and derail some shit there, sure, um and and then, yeah, also, I mean eight like first eight is when he starts kind of talking about like death having to happen for a uh, new life to be born in some cases, and sure whatnot. so that's kind of that no joy without pain thing, I think you know, yeah, from that hit song. <laughs>
0: Oh, d- how dare you right now! <laughs> how fucking dare you!
1: <laughs> how dare you! It's a good one. It's very, it's very uh topical for this yeah this it section. Is. <laughs> it is.
0: Do we need to like get into that for a second to I give mean, some context, or you just blow past it?
1: I mean, if you're not embarrassed, I'll give context.
0: All right, go ahead. All right, I'll, I'll
1: speak to it to a bit. Yeah, Andrew here. Plays Plays in a band called Brother Not Brother that has some music available. And uh, there's a song, uh, Garden to Eden. Death of Eden. Death of Eden. There's a lot of different. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wish Matt Hartman was here to <laughs> sing his version of that song. But yeah, I mean, that, that song speaks to that. Like, what is, does some of that come from any of this? I mean, there's obviously some, like, theology that is there's definitely some that song
0: some theology and philosophy but a lot of theology yeah in that song i mean it's based around the garden of eden but like a reinterpretation of it a more like gnostic interpretation of it which is that um yeah like we we as a part of god exists in a dualistic reality so that we can better understand the things of God. Yeah, and and also how like nothing can exist unless it's in relation to another. So there's no light without darkness, and no joy without pain.
1: Yeah, that shit always fucks with me though. Yeah, it's right. crazy. I mean, it, when you're on top true. of the world and experiencing this extreme high to know that somebody else is absolutely like destroyed right. and maybe maybe on their last leg and some for sure way you know yeah
0: but it is it's a way uh you know i think uh, people who are in in super enlightened moments like when they are experiencing that extreme joy they're considering the depths of the opposite and it helps bolster what they're feeling and it makes it even stronger Gratefulness. because yeah it it adds to that gratitude of like man, I'm, I'm on top of this mountain in Hawaii right now looking at the most amazing thing I've ever seen with people that I love. And like, ev- I have no worries in the world. Everything is fucking perfect. Like this moment could exist forever. Whatever that moment is for you. Yeah, things are perfect. And I think if somewhere in your mind, obviously don't stew on it, but if somewhere in your mind or subconscious you can just hold true that, like, that's impermanent and, like, it won't last forever. Yeah. And that, like, some people are experiencing something vastly different and that one day you will, too.
1: Yeah, that storm is coming. And the yeah. storm's going to be a real it adds, motherfucker. It
0: adds a richer beauty and meaning, I think, to the moment. To just to consider that for a second of just, like, hey, this is a... Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky because maybe that could pull you out at the peak moment to be like, "Hey, this is a, <laughs> this is a number one moment in my life. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy the fuck out of it." Yeah, like that's too much pressure but, for sure. But yeah, I don't know.
1: It's the balance of like being an observer and and experiencing it, like, right, f- from the driver's seat too. You know, sure, like, sure. Trying to figure that out, but
0: no doubt, no doubt.
1: But yeah, man, he lays in he's 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 laying in and he's letting people know that that the storm is a coming for a lot of people and uh if you just hang tough and don't give in to all the darkness amidst that storm then you might come out on the holy other side (laughs) (laughs) indeed (laughs) indeed um but that's the rough part i think about being in, in the storm too like because there's all these cheap fixes and decisions you can make to like maybe get out of the storm for a second, right? That are not
0: easy ones.
1: Easy, yeah, yeah. That are not permanent fixes.
0: Yeah, they just pull you out slightly. Like you're still stuck on the periphery of
1: the storm. Yeah, and you think maybe you're out, and then it's very quickly snap you right back in. Very quickly, you're right back in. Yeah. So, um, what else do I have here?
0: Yeah, I'm 24. curious what else you have on 24. I don't have... I don't have much until 24,
1: like verse 29. Which I don't even... Know. Oh, this is... uh, What has happened here? That's uh the quote of, of... The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken.
0: So I'm saying Jesus is like heavy on the mushrooms right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's really he's in it. He's in it.
1: Um, but other than that, in this chapter, I just had like just some notes because this is when he starts speaking of the on the the day and and hour unknown. Sure, because everybody's kind of asking him like, when is the day going to come? When you rise again, or whatever? Right, like, when you come back to visit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's he's just, just like, it's
0: not for you to know. Yeah,
1: you're just you're never going to know but you should be preparing for it, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. You're not going to know what the day is, but you should be preparing for it or at least, like, practicing in some way, you know? You're maybe not going to be perfect
0: with it. I honestly, I love that teaching in the context of, like, this being your own personal journey. Right. I think that's an incredible teaching to be, like, one day you will have the opportunity to like transform your life and it's not just one day it's going to be many opportunities i think uh like you're all like you're going to be presented with moments throughout your life that are going to be super transformative and if you're prepared for it then you'll fucking die to yourself and you'll rise again and you'll be something better and then you'll do it again and again and again Um, but I think that's like really incredible wisdom of like, you don't know when that moment's going to come. And while you're waiting for it, the only thing you can do is just to kind of like, you just do your best to prepare yourself. Yeah. And I think with so much of Western culture is trying to force that moment. It's like what I was talking about earlier with like, well, I'm going to move to, I'm moving to India to be a monk. It's like, no dude, you're forcing the moment on yourself. If you're you're like truly, if something happens, the stars align things and you get called to that. Great. But like if you force it upon yourself and you're not ready for it, you might get something out of it. But you're not going to you're not going to get what you think you're going to get out of it. Whereas like if you're preparing yourself for whatever happens and out of nowhere, you're walking around and you meet some random dude while you're on vacation in fucking Venice Beach. And he's just like, hey, man, like. We've had a really good hang over this coffee. I think you should come with me to fucking Bangalore, and there's this like meditation retreat. I want you to check it out and it just like alters the course of your life like that was that was a moment where like you got the call and you were ready for it. I think that's a cool teaching, yeah, absolutely
1: yeah. and uh yeah, he's got some cool i i i like the the stories he has here. Um, 43 verse 43, but, and understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time the night the thief was coming, he would never kept watch and would not have left his house to be broken into. So you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Yeah. And then he goes into talking about the servant. Um, right. And his master kind of leaves him to look over his stuff and while while his master's gone he does it perfectly and like really takes care of things knowing that when his master comes back he's uh you know maybe he's going to reward him and he does and then there's like the the flip side scenario where he just fucks off the whole time as soon as the master leaves he starts like being a dick and like not like taking care of Jerking things the way they're supposed to. Master bedroom. All and then the time. all of a sudden the master comes home unexpectedly and like catches him in this thing and it's like, you know, like you have to, be preparing or at least like trying to, do your best like at all times and not just when you think the authorities are watching like f- for that right. validation or something.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's part of that personal responsibility of just like do it for yourself out of self-respect right you do it like yeah obviously you have respect for your authorities too like that helps but if you if you're doing it for yourself like you're your ultimate authority right you know it's right do
1: that <laughs> <laughs> lean in lean in. do it lean in baby um yeah and then we get into to 25 man Chapter 25, the parable of the ten virgins.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I want to go all the way through this unless you have notes. I do have, like, one note on this one, uh, just a kind of, like, famous notable verse that's used a lot in sermons. But um, what do you got? I, I really do don't have 25? much
1: on, on 25. Nothing here really stuck with me too much. Okay. I mean, there's...
0: So yeah, there's the parable of the ten virgins. There's the parable of the talents. Um, I'm fast-forwarding all the way to the sheep and the goats. Uh, and verse 34 and 35 is, uh, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat and i was thirsty and you gave me something to drink i was a stranger and you invited me in um and yeah i just feel like that verse really points to kind of the divinity and everything like again that's jesus already kind of speaking as like the christ as like this like ascended being from like a mythological perspective obviously um but yeah it's speaking more of like speaking as like a god consciousness of like you know when you uh lend a hand to someone in need you help you serve god when you give a dollar to a homeless person you serve god when you help feed someone who needs to be fed, you serve God, when you help your friend with something, you serve God. like when you invite someone who needs a place to stay into your home, you serve God. Uh, yeah, because we're it it just points to this like whole like mystical thing of like we're all connected, yeah. And and you're serving you're serving God, and if you're connected to God, then like you're serving yourself too, you know.
1: Yeah, especially if you're doing those things without expectations or. For sure. I think like inviting somebody into your home. That may may need a place to crash can be this very dicey situation. Oh, well, especially sometimes. if you're talking like a homeless person. But. I think that's you know like part of this is that. Yeah, like, there's going to be some betrayal that comes along the way. And some, like, maybe you do invite that homeless person in and they do end up stealing a bunch of your shit that night. Right. Like. Yeah, that's what you signed up for. Doing what you thought was the right thing, though, too.
0: Right. You can stand on that. And also you stand on, again, this is, like, getting super mystical with it. um, But just the idea that, like, you are everybody like you've lived every lifetime. So if we're all one, right? If we're all connect, if we're all God like in coming back to this reality in various life forms, then I've lived every lifetime. That's part of the shadow work piece and it's just it's also part of the compassion for other people. So it's like, yeah, you let this homeless person into your house and they don't do anything. They're just gracious. Yeah, and they're thankful and they leave. And you're like, wow, how great. And then you let a homeless person into your house and they steal your shit or they pull a knife on you or whatever the fuck. And you have to find that compassion within yourself to be like, damn, even though I went out of my way to help this person, they still tried to fuck me. Um, that's that's difficult compassion to find. Yeah. For and somebody. then how
1: do you like. How do you offer that help again? Knowing what happened to you in that past experience and letting go of that. Right. And realizing that the two aren't tied together. Sure. And kind of trying to believe that, like, there is magic in everybody or there is, like, a Christ to be, like, revealed in everybody. Even
0: that person who pulls a knife on you, like, one day maybe is going to get the call. And, like, they would then be the person that you invite in that would just, like... You make their bed on your couch, and you wake up the morning and they've left, and they've folded their sheets on their couch in like a beautiful way at the foot of the couch, and yeah. made you a cup of coffee, and like left you a little note, and like that. You know, obviously that's super extreme, but for
1: sure. But that's like going back to allowing, it's within all. Of, it's within yeah. everyone, and then it goes back to allowing people to find their place in line at whatever time that might be and trying to uh yeah just kind of be like oh well that person wronged me in the past but it looks like they're you know trying to really trying to live this righteous path now yeah so um yeah do you have anything else on
0: 25 i don't uh and for 26 i just got to say like this is when you know drama really incurs yeah is when shit gets real is when Jesus uh gets betrayed by Judas yeah fucking Judas man the lord's supper happens i guess prior to that betrayal <laughs> uh yeah
1: Jesus gets arrested like it all happens very fast and Jesus prophesizes the betrayal he does at um that's the last supper yes
0: and it's interesting some would say that G- uh that Ju- the reason that Judas um, Betrayed Jesus Is because he was the only one Who knew Really The truth of his teachings And so Jesus Entrusted him With this act of like This is what has to happen on this physical plane Like I have to get Crucified By the government That has to happen Otherwise Like the story doesn't come full circle yeah so i'm entrusting it to you and you have to play your part and do it and judas does and then judas feels so fucking guilty about it that he kills himself yeah man and that's in the bible judas betrays jesus and kills himself and so it's that's an interesting guilt, pretty much that's an interesting spin i mean from the bible perspective it's like judas betrays it's unclear what Judas's motive is. Yeah, because it's betraying it, Jesus. Even the title of that
1: section is Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Right. Exactly. It's,
0: it's, like, not Judas, just Judas it's like Judas. Judas. It's like Judas is in on it. It's like Jesus has asked him to do it. And a lot of the like Gnostic teachings are basically like, yeah, Jesus is asked It literally asks Jesus or Judas to do this for him. So that he can, like, complete his story. Which, what a heavy fucking thing to carry... Like, imagine in your life you meet the most amazing, incredible teacher. And, like, you're one of his close, like, his or her, whatever. Like, one of their close disciples. Yeah. Like, you're one of the 12. You're one of their people. And then they come to you and they say, hey, the only way that this story is ever going to get known... Is if I get betrayed in this way, and it's got to be you, because you're the only person who really gets it. But that's a heavy fucking cross <laughs> to bear. Yeah, literally. And in, literally. and you know what Judas got for bearing that cross? He got his name means betrayal. Yeah, <laughs> his name means betrayal. Now, if you call if you sit call someone Judas, it means you fucking stab me in the back. It's like who stabbed uh, Caesar in the back? Um,
1: yeah, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, f- there, Ah, uh, fuck. I'm too stoned too.
1: Anyways. I, I just always it, think there's yeah. a, there's a line Same in, like, early on in super bad where I think he calls Fogle Judas for like not helping him with the bullies or something. Right. Way to go. Fucking Judas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just means fucking betrayal. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, so good. Um, and that also gets into, uh, verse 27 when he heard it's uh, a verse 27
0: or yeah. chapter 27, verse 27, chapter 26.
1: Yeah. That's when he starts getting into the communion prayer. Oh yeah. When he starts turning his body into that bread. That would be important for you as, as a little as Catholic, Catholic boy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is a big part. There's a first communion as a Catholic, you know, you have to like do the whole thing before you can even go to communion and accept the body For of sure. Christ and the blood of Christ. For sure. And then they start handing out the wine at a pretty early age. You can, you know, you can do first so you communion. Get,
0: you get a little sip of actual oh, wine. Oh, yeah, dude, it's so rad. Oh, you don't you don't get grape juice no, you get this wine. Is it, this wine? This is some
1: Christian church where they're handing out grape juice and oh little my god little pellet crackers. This dude. is where you get the actual body of Christ. Thank oh. god I didn't go to that church. I might have a drinking problem. <laughs> Yeah, dude. You're like eight <laughs> years old taking sips of wine. It's the oh blood of Christ.
0: Y- this whole thing is very interesting and can also be super mystical. The whole, like, you know, like, this is my blood, the covenant, uh, poured out forgiveness of sins, blah, 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 drink it. This is the bread, body of Christ. Um, to me, it's still just kind of saying, like, that like god is everything yeah like anything can be yeah any everything is god and anything can be a prayer to god it completely
1: like destroys the idea of it being a man in the sky
0: right right yeah because he's offering up this simple prayer which is we've kind of already touched on like in terms of how i relate to food and it being like this sort of like sacred practice that I have. i have obviously not every time, but you know, on a lot of occasions, um, it's it's kind of that concept. Of it's anything like, you put that energy into. Right. It doesn't have to be food, though. Yeah. It can be anything. Anything. Because it all it all is. It's all a part of everything. All isness is a part of the fucking is God.
1: So. Yeah. And you kind of know when. You're tapping into that godlike energy when you're doing it, too. For sure. Just even when you're creating art or something. Like, you can feel it when you're, like, writing a song and it's just kind of, like, flowing through you. Yeah. But if you're, like, trying to force something, it doesn't feel the same way.
0: Right. It might be like, oh, that's kind of clever, but it's lacking the fucking... The
1: feel. Authentic conviction. Yeah. Um... Yeah. And then Jesus predicts uh Peter's denial. Peter's like, You're full of shit, dude. I ride or die for you. And Jesus <laughs> and is like, denies. No, dude, I can I can tell you that you're gonna not only deny me once, but you're gonna deny me three times. Yeah. This will happen. <laughs> you will disown me. And he does. <laughs> and he
0: does three times. And then he goes, Oh, fuck. <laughs> I
1: guess Jesus was right. <laughs> shit. So good. Yeah. They're like, you know this man? No, I do not know this man. <laughs> no, you were you were one of his people. No. I said I do not know this man, and they're like, you're sure? And he's like, No, I don't fuck with Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, that was the third time he said candy, <laughs> he said Candyman three times. <laughs> he did it. He did it. Um. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. We know the rest of the story. It's not important. I don't think. No, let me see what notes I got, because I think we should just get straight into the resurrection. I think the only note that I got is like on chapter twenty-seven,
1: uh, the mocking dude. I yes, recently I I That's what saw it is. I saw the this mocking chapter in chapter twenty-seven in that PBS verse thirty-two.
0: Special, dude? Uh, as they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene. on uh, wait, yeah. Named Simon, they force him to carry the cross. Came to a place called. In the right spot.
1: Uh, you're a little bit of ahead. Because there, if if you're talking must, about the mocking,
0: I, I must have the soldiers. Codified this Jesus. incorrectly, but yeah, I'm talking about the soldiers mocking Jesus.
1: Yeah, when they strip him and then they put the scarlet robe on him, and then they yeah, make that say, crown of thorns.
0: Yeah, hail, King of the Jews! Spit on him, like.
1: Dude, You got to see that part in that PBS special.
0: I mean, I've seen The Passion of the Christ. Have you seen that? You no,
1: know, I was thinking about that while I was like right before I came in. I was like, oh, this is a really great reason for me to watch The Passion of the Christ. Dude, me. it's heavy, it's super gory, super gnarly. He dies,
0: <laughs> he does die, but he rises again. <laughs> but yeah, he Spoiler. dies hard. I mean, yeah, they show everything in gruesome. Like Mel Gibson does not hold back. That shit is gruesome as fuck. (laughs) Cool. Well, my note there totally didn't pan out. Uh, I just have one more
1: note on 51 through
0: 53.
1: Um, And not only the soldiers are mocking him, though, but, like, all of the people are just like, if you're the son of God, then he's going to come save you. Right. And, And then they're just making jokes. Like, oh, he can save everyone else. Right. But he can't save himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. But then in 51 through 53, it says, uh, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. This is like right before Jesus. It's on the way. Like Jesus is is carrying his cross to get crucified. And then this happens. And it's like, wait, well, that's pretty big. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he raises himself to life. That's that's a big deal. Apparently, he raised, like, all these other people to life. Like, that just gets very glossed over. Gets very glossed over. If you're interpreting this from, a, like, a literal perspective, then that's just completely denied. Because for me, like, I read that from, like, a more mystical perspective of, like, he. it's basically saying, like, as as Christ consciousness begins to like rise within someone like it it can start to like sort of spread out around them such a powerful force you know to be around someone who's like sort of ascended that's why you have someone like Ramdas going to India to be with like Maharaji or whatever um it's because they're so tapped into something they just by looking at the loving awareness in their eyes you're like holy shit
1: yeah and then all and then Ramdas has all his own followers yeah. that go out to and these he's things where given they that around he's
0: given that same experience to lots of people exactly so um for me like that's what that's talking about but from a literal perspective I'm just like other Christians where are you at because Jesus raised lots of people from the dead he wasn't the only one so what about all these other people that came back it's just because he did it like who did it I'm I don't know like there's so much in evangelical Christianity that's like Jesus is the only person to come back to life. He's so we praise him, and it's like no, but he's not. What about Lazarus? What about all the people in Chapter Twenty Seven of Matthew that get <laughs> raised out of their yeah. fucking graves that have been dead for who knows how the fuck long? Right. Like that's in the it's in the Bible. It's right there. It's clearly talking about. Something else. It's clearly like not a literal thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's just
0: interesting that that section, like as a Christian or a previous Christian who like was raised in it, and re reading it and hitting that verse and being like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that just got fucking glossed right over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then it also yeah it just misses the point of everything again. Just like. Like you're saying, he's not the only person that is risen right. from the dead. And that's the whole point, too, is that like it's within yourself to rise right. from the dead. <laughs> right. Right. That's
0: good, dude. Absolutely. And that could, brings us to fucking chapter 28. Yeah, dude. The end of this goddamn book. The resurrection. Jesus getting crucified. And then, uh, yeah, he gets buried in a tomb. And then he rises. I just have a, I have one quick note on this um, that I found that I thought was kind of interesting, uh, which is that like, so, the cross, is kind of, symbolic of like our body, um, which we view as like separate from everything else, obviously, because like we move through the world in our way, and our body is like literally physically separate from everything. Um, and then Jesus, pinned to the cross, symbolizes your ego, which is your attachment to your separateness, right? Um, and, like, identifying with your body being in time and space. And the Christ is, like, the death and resurrection. Yeah. So that is you figuring out how to detach from your ego and from your body. Which is like I mean it's the same it's it's the same thing that Buddha's talking about which is uh, we're talking about reaching enlightenment it's the Father Son and Holy Spirit it's the Holy Trinity baby sure <laughs> I actually don't think so but uh yeah there are three things there <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I
1: said it so I
0: uh, but yeah I don't know I just thought that was a cool a cool like kind of intro into that idea of, of the resurrection, which is such a, this is such a, like, um, it, it's a story that has been told so many times through so many cultures and so many different religions and traditions, um, going all the way back to, like, Osiris in Egypt. And, but covering, like, every fucking culture, there's, like, a god who dies And rises again. And it's clearly not a literal fucking thing. It's a symbol of you having a death within yourself and then rising to something new that's more closely aligned to your, like, higher consciousness or whatever. Um, And I don't think it's a single event, right? It's, like, something that happens could happen on a daily basis. Happens all the time. Yeah. It's just something you got to be open to. I think maybe there's there are some like major ones in your life, but um, yeah, I mean, every time you learn something new, it's a little fucking crucifixion, resurrection. Every time like you think that a, all bass guitars have five strings and then someone goes, no, nah, dude, the standard bass guitar has four strings. And you're like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Standard bass guitar is a four-string guitar. And you're like, oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. This whole time I thought, like, you just had a little, a little, like, die to yourself and rise something new moment. It's very small. Very small. That's what that is. It's a small transformation.
1: It's all the perspective. All the different points of view, man.
0: This is just like – I don't know. The resurrection is the thing. It's fucking it's, – it's as old as time. Yeah. Like the story of the phoenix, right? Yep. A new fire Dying. each day. Yeah. Born out of the ashes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, know. it is that, though. It's, it's, it is, like, that opportunity every day to, like, to transform and do something. Do something that day that can, like, completely – Flip the whole thing, and yeah, it talks at the end that it, um, like the last lines. Talking about the com- the Great Commission. The Great Commission, dude. Or those just those final lines of? Uh, if I ever get to the bottom of, the, dude, his notes are forever. I know. It's just it's Im- it's no good on the iPhone. Uh, and surely I am with you till the very end of age. Like it's always there and always kind of like this opportunity to awake to that, I guess in some way.
0: Yeah. Like At the same time, I will say, I will say not to derail us too hard, but yeah. like just to read the great commission, cause this is such a like central thing of Christianity. It says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, in the name of the father and the son and of the Holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age that read super literally is like why we have fucking Christianity as we know it today, like bullshit Christianity, you know? Yeah. Because the mystical interpretation of that is, is not Jesus saying that as a person. But it's, like, it's you talking to yourself, right? It's, like, your higher self saying, like, hey, bud, hang in there. We're all just doing our best. I'm right here with you, you know? I know you're trying. We're all—we're we're trying to be better. We're going to do it, you know? if As long as you're trying, like, we're going to get somewhere. Uh, and just make sure you keep, like, exploring all of these aspects of yourself— to kind of, like, shed some light on the darkness within you. Yeah. So that you can you can illuminate that. And to illuminate the truth. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily about, like, hey, you should go to Papua New Guinea, where they never even heard of fucking anything Western and be like, read the book of Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, all these fucking uh, missionaries and shit, like, That's where missionary shit comes from. He's literally like, they interpret that as like, go tell the world. It's like, no, it's, 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 you. it's go like, do the inner work within yourself.
1: Your journey will speak to others
0: on its own. Right. Or maybe not. Which to me, like the whole resurrection story is about like, it's a, it's a blueprint for, and that's why it goes, Jesus isn't the first one to fucking do it. This is a story that spans so many cultures. It's like, yeah, you die to yourself. You a little part of you dies so another part can can be risen up. Something different, something better, whatever it is. Uh yeah. It's a it's a like I don't know. It's a it's a timeless I think it's a timeless message. Of just being open and accepting of, like, those moments of when a part of you is dying. Because the thing is, without, without that teaching, without that understanding, you might just, like, hold on to that thing that's that's trying to die. You just don't let it.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> it's not, and, yeah, it's part of, like, not being prepared for it, too. For sure.
0: And I have, I have plenty of that in my own life. I feel like there's lots of stuff that I've died to. And then and risen from and and been better for for it. And then there's tons of stuff that, like, I know I should die to that I'm just like, meh. Later. Yeah. We'll do it later.
1: For sure. Or you're still like, yeah, you're just trying to figure out how to surrender to it. Sure. In the right way. Yeah. But how good does it feel, like, when you do put some of those things to death and you do get to the other side of it? Like, those are those things... Where you're just like, it's oh, the judge of life. These are uh, these are the teachings, yeah. Like let you know that you can have a death uh, in some way and sure come out better from it, and yeah, just trusting in that process, I guess, in some way. Yeah, but that's the tax man's account, dude.
0: Matthew, that he won't be the only tax man that we get into. <laughs>
1: It's more taxmen to be uh to be heard from.
0: Yeah, there are.
1: There um, are. Um
0: Well, I gotta say, man, it's been uh it's been a trip going through this yeah. this first gospel. We did it in five parts. Five parts. It's we thought I thought it was gonna take two. You yeah, thought I thought, I thought you we thought agree, we yeah. could do two gospels in one.
1: I yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, you kinda did. Yeah. You kinda did.
1: And then we quickly realize that's not how it's going to go down. Right. And who knows how it will go down in the future as we But you know what? Continue i got to say it. something that I like about this hang uh,
0: and, and why I hope we keep doing it weekly, not to put you on the spot since we're live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> live on the air. Uh, callers call in. <laughs> no, but part of this hang that I love is like that it is sort of like a, a mini little Bible study. It you is. You know? Like, it's cool to sit down with you and check in about my week and to ask you about your week. For sure. And to, like, to talk about this weird fucking book and then be like, oh, man, that actually applies to my life in this weird way. Whatever. Yeah. Well, it's, it just brings... It, just, a- it brings that community aspect back that, like, I feel like I've been missing a lot since I left Christianity.
1: For sure. I think it's it is, like, a very nice thing to have and yeah i mean whether you know there's a a lot of nonsense in this book that we're reading sure for sure there's a lot of nonsense in me as i read it but it also yeah it brings up things that are pretty important in life you know it speaks a lot about mortality and things of that nature you know and sure yeah, it's nice to like tap into those things, and I don't know.
0: It's you know what? Just real quick, I did have a, I did have a, a couple Joey Cams
1: understands. Oh, I, well, I we should definitely close out talking on some about Joey Cams understands. Um,
0: uh, so Joey Cams says in the hero with a thousand faces, which I'm currently reading, uh, full circle from tomb of the womb. To the womb of the tomb we come. I think that's like pretty profound. It's obviously a little like play on words and a little bit poetic. um, But very interesting notion of like that is kind of how it works. You go from like the unknown to the known, like from the mystery into life. And then from life back into the mystery. You know? Yeah. And, like, no one knows what the fucking mystery is. It could be nothing. It could be fucking nothing. No one knows
1: what happens at the end.
0: Or what happened at the beginning. Yeah. Before you were
1: born. Right. No
0: one fucking knows. But we do know for sure that there's that, and then we live, and then we die.
1: And you can do DMT if you want. Yeah. And DMT (laughs) will give you a glimpse of, like,
0: maybe what that was. (laughs)
1: Or mushrooms as well, because
0: in my experience, like mushrooms has given me a little taste of like, yeah, this is where you were at before. Yeah, I don't know. Mushrooms, my peak mushroom experiences, I've definitely and I'm not alone in this in feeling like I knew something that was truer than true. Like the most I found out the thing that was the most true thing I've ever found out. Right. And I've been on lots of drugs before. I've been on tons of like crazy uppers that are like make you feel like you know lots of things, and you wake up the next day and you're like, no, I was just on fucking cocaine. Um, (laughs) I just thought I had a really good idea for a business. Tripping really hard on Molly, whatever. (laughs) No, the mushroom trip is different. When you cross the when you cross the threshold, it's fucking different. You you know something that you're like, no, this has always been true, and I've been here before, and this is the truest thing ever. Like the ultimate truth. Yeah, dude. The immortal
1: yeah. diamond revealing that shit to yourself for sure. So I have just
0: I have one more. Let me read it real quick to make sure it's even worth saying. After we just did that great one,
1: Buds pdx at gmail dot com. Send us your emails.
0: Ah, yeah, this is Bible great. At BibleBuds
1: on Instagram. Follow us. All the links in the episode notes. This is great. So Joey
0: Kams, he says. And so every one of us shares the supreme ordeal, carries the cross of the Redeemer, not in the bright moments of his tribe's great victories, but in the silences of his personal despair. Gotta bear the cross. Dude, life is found in. It's weird. Like, I mean, not, I, nah, I won't do it, but <laughs> I won't do it. Uh, but it's just like life is found, li- life is found in, in the dark moments, you know, that's where you find like some really deep shit and that's going to happen to everybody. So it's like when life happens to you in that way, when you lose someone, a d- death happens, you know? When you get really sick, that's why people who get really sick, who get better, come back and they're like, I've experienced something profound. Like, when life happens to you in that way is when you see something fucking beautiful. Yeah. Or you hear about like, that.
1: You hear about those people who are on, like, Death's Door and they find out. Yeah. And they just, like, quit doing all the shit they hated doing in their life. And start pursuing everything that, like, really feeds them. And they just start to get better. Right. Somehow, you know? Right. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, I love that. That's wild. But also, yeah, just speaking to, like, death and people passing. Yeah, you just end up being weirdly connected to those people that also knew that person. And it, like, creates this whole other energy. Right. And... Yeah, it's a very interesting thing. Um, It's
0: amazing to watch, if if people haven't, it's incredible to watch someone go through that journey if they are, like, cognizant enough to know that, like, they're on Death's Door, but they're still, like, fully there. And to watch that, like, last few weeks or few months or whatever... And the way that they transform because things snap to perspective so crisply, you know. It's so crystal fucking clear what actually matters. And, I mean, I like, I saw that with my grandma when I was 14. Um, where she, like, and I feel like, you know, she was old. She, like, already kind of knew. But in those few last moments that I got to see her, like she was tapped into something way deeper for sure. Yeah.
1: And you have um, people have like a lot of meaningful conversations at the very yeah. end of their life.
0: Yeah. Even my grandpa who like was struggling, like my grandpa, uh, was really fucking struggling for the last like five years of his life. He was having a hard time remembering stuff. Um, he was having a very difficult, difficult time physically. um, conversationally he was like not great he was mostly just kind of like you know a little bit sultry like a little bit sharp kind of just yeah just not into it not into being alive who could blame him but in those last moments when he knew when he got diagnosed with a cancer that was going to kill him and it was certain and he knew for certain this was the end like I'll never forget this my mom texted me and she was like I just spoke to my dad for the first time in like 10 years. Like I actually got to talk to him. Like my my dad. He he hasn't been here for 10 years and he just showed the fuck up. That's wild. Because he found out that he's really that this is it. And there he was. He snapped back in. Yeah, it's wild. He got back in line. He got back in line. He got back in line. But I'll never forget that text message. That was, uh, yeah, that was pretty profound for sure.
1: That is gnarly. You ready to go stop the Russians or what? <laughs> dude, I am playing the Russians now. You're playing the Russians yeah, tonight. Yeah, I got to let people shoot pucks in my head. Oh, my <laughs> God. Is that where they aim them? Just sometimes to, try to fuck dude, you up? Sometimes. Sometimes you uh, you start talking, running your mouth a little bit and people start headhunting. Really? Yeah. Just
0: to fuck with you. I mean, you got the mask, right? Obviously, it doesn't Dude. take. It doesn't feel good to take one to the head. Can't
1: do any more concussions. I don't want to. Can wanna...
0: that give you a concussion?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: absolutely. It's I not good they to can take a fl- shot. How, how fast can they fire those things?
1: I feel like realistically, guys in my league, the ones that can really shoot the puck can shoot the puck at probably at like an eighty mile an hour speed, and maybe yeah. maybe even eighty five. Yeah. Um, so, so, like, some of them
0: can get it get it humming. So you're a bitch because, like, professional baseball players take a 95-mile-an-hour fastball to the head with no mask, and then they walk to first base. I'm just kidding. They don't do that. <laughs> they don't do that at all.
1: There's concussion protocol now in every sport. That's uh not true. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. But
0: anyway, they let them rip, dude. That's crazy. To they shoot that rip. at your face. So if you don't snap it, then, like, you're... Fucking going home with a concussion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just every once in a while you take one off the off the cage. You know what? In the words of
0: Jesus, fuck the Russians. Fuck the Russians. <laughs> fuck the Russians. I hope you take them hey, back. Hey, shout tonight.
1: out to all of our Russian listeners and I invite you all to keep listening to this podcast. Hey, if you want to call know, in Yeah. If you wanna call in, you wanna email in whatever you want. We're do. about it. We're about it. We are welcoming and we are prepared. Yeah. I we think. just
0: don't like you if you play hockey in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Washington. They're Otherwise, gonna... you're more than welcome.
1: <laughs> All right. You want to sign us off? Uh, Yeah. Are we? Do I we think know you know where we're going after this. Are we going into Mark? Is that we're
0: going to there's going to need to be a, a conversation yeah. about it. We'll see what happens. We I think we might maybe we'll take a little break and have some guests on. Yeah, I think that um, that should definitely happen. Which would sure. be fun or I don't know to f- go back through the gospels. Like all the gospels are sort of the same story yeah, so to, to go, like, go keep go going right through back them. In. I mean they're different. They're maybe all we, different,
1: but maybe we can start picking out some individual maybe some stories. Yeah.
0: We'll but need a planning
1: meeting. We'll get some people
0: on. I will say that going all the way through the book of Matthew was a big ruling. There was, it was, and we're talking about twenty-five pages
1: of the Bible. Well, that's the thing; is like you you can turn two pages into two hours of reading and kind of like breaking it down very easily, right? So, yeah, it's a lot more than I thought it was gonna be, but yeah, it's dense. It's that super small text hey, I'm reading on a weekly basis now, so that's cool. <laughs> that's something I wasn't yeah. really doing a whole lot of before. So Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll give you a little bit of a break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Line up a guest. Cool. Line up a guest for next week. All right, yeah. Links sh- are in the episode notes. Hit us up. We want your feedback. and we <laughs> We would love to know. If you
0: have advice for us as people, because we're pretty open and honest on this podcast about who we are. Yeah. So if you're like, hey, Andrew, I think that maybe you should reconsider your stance on this. Whatever. I would love to know. Would love to hear it. I could use any guidance possible. Uh, Can't speak for Daniel, but also if you you want advice, uh, you should go somewhere else, but you should also send it to us for shits and giggles. Yeah, if
1: you're struggling with something,
0: you know, whether it's like big
1: or little, funny or not funny at
0: the very least we will raise you up and we will pray for yeah, you yeah we'll pray
1: the we'll pray for you for <laughs> you <laughs> for you we'll we will. pray we'll pray the shit out of that speaking of smoke pray love
0: hey.